And joining me this week are three men who were removed from their roles in Call of Duty Black Ops 2 in light of a recent scandal. Nice. The lanky Frank Cifaldi. Hi, I'm lanky. Slim Jim Rogers. Heck yeah. And sitting in for Brendan Sheffield, Fat Pat Miller. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I get I get the bad one just like Brandon gets the bad one. <laughs> well, you are Brandon, Brandon deserves the bad one though. You're you're, you're right in the insult here, Pat. Oh, let's hear them. The rules are, I'm going to spit a topic at you that none of oh. ever heard before. I come up with most of them, but one of them I grab from a listener. You've got, The three of you combined have six minutes to answer each question before we are forced to move on. At the end, we'll have a lightning round, and whoever does the best at it will get to come up with homework for next week for the rest of us to do. King of the podcast. As podcast well. king, yes. Pod king. Let's begin with number one. All right, let's hear it. What do we got? Yep. My what body. exactly hey. defines a role-playing game? Well, it's a game where you roll stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, roll, you roll, you roll dice. Like Roko, you, Roko, you're Roko, literally, yeah. Uh, devil dice, sigh, the snake. Well, yep. Devil dice, you guys play that. So it's a game uh, where Marvel, Kat- Marvel Madness, I think, was the first role-playing game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Katamari Damacy is actually the, the pinnacle of the role-playing. Well, sure, but it just perfected what Marvel Madness started. Yeah, yeah. It's actually it's a very sticky role-playing game. Right. How, how do we feel about spinning? Is that a modification of the rolling mechanic? You mean like camel try? I, I was thinking, yeah. or dreidels, but yeah. Any game about dreidels, I'd play. All right. I'd play uh, a video game about dreidels. I'd, I'd smother it with my, my bulk is what I would do. Now, how about, uh, how about uh, God, what was it called? The Irritating Machine? Was that what it was the ir- called? The Irritating Stick. Irritating Stick. Did you play that one in the arcade? Yeah, I played it in the arcade. Uh, now, the fiction of the game is a guy with, like, a stick uh, moving it through a maze. But yeah. you playing as the guy with the stick, you're rolling a ball, like a big trackball. Is that is that a role-playing game or is that a, a stick maneuvering game? That's a role-playing game, I would say. As I, expert, I agree with you. Yeah, my expert opinion. I'd say that one's pretty good. Irritating Stick is based on a uh, a Japanese game show. I'm not surprised to hear that. Where you're Wait, navigating. Is this the one they had it at California Extreme this year? Yes, yes, yeah. they had it at California Extreme. So the Japanese, I, I've played it in arcades in the old JP back when I, I used to live there. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew you, that. You live in Japan. <laughs> yeah, for a little bit. Huh. Uh, Want to go so eat some I, chicken yakitori? Yeah, yeah, why not? Some beers, some gyozers. Um, so oh, I was there. Great. <laughs> I was I was there, and uh, yeah, the games are pretty cool. And I, I never actually saw the television show that it is purportedly based on. But the idea is the person is holding a rod that is a metal rod that conducts electricity, and they have to guide it. It's like a ten foot pole, mm-hmm. and they have to guide the tip of it through this maze of electric conducting metal piping wires that have been twisted 
So the game that the irritating stick is based on is definitely not a live action role playing game. It is it is a stick manipulation game, but the video game rendition of the stick manipulation game is a role playing game. Requires the player to roll a ball. Yes, Uh, Sonic the arcade game is also a role playing game. It's also a role playing game, and uh, also. Pack and Roll. Pack and Roll is a classic. Uh, pack and Roll is a, pa- is a really good one. Um, Mega Man is notably not a role-playing game, because although your sister is Roll, she's never a playable character. Exactly. You're not You're not playing Roll in that. Right. It's a role. You're playing a Roll. Sure. Now, in, most of the Sonic games are occasionally role-playing games, but not always. Sonic right? spin- well, that, that, that's, that's what I was asking about, the spinning versus rolling distinction. Uh, yeah. You were, you were dead on on that one. Yeah. But anyway... There are some games that people keep calling role-playing games, which are uh, those uh, games where you uh, get swords and stuff. Right. Oh, I, I played one of those. It, is, uh, it wasn't it wasn't a video game though. It was called uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and there was like a lot of weird make-believe stuff that kind of distracted from the dice rolling part. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Really see that. Exactly. I, I played a game like that too, except it was called Dungeons and Dragons Third Edition. It was probably a lot different. Were there were there dice? Yeah, but they were weird dice. So it's kind of like a role-playing game with some extra crap stuck on top of it. Just so wait, what is stuff? What is what is a, a tabletop role-playing game? Is that when you roll the dice on a table? Yeah, I think so. That's, That's a yeah, TTRPG. Is it is it a special type of table, like a special type of surface, like a cushioned? Well, it can be. I mean, like if you're in Vegas, yeah, you're going to get a cushion table when you play the uh, role-playing games that they have at the casinos. What kind of stakes do they offer on role-playing games in Vegas? Oh, they're pretty good ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it depends on, yeah. depends Wait, on is, where is crap like, you get, you get the original role-playing game? Yeah, and, and if you're really good, you get comped a steak dinner. So huh. the, the steak is actually, you know, depending on the casino, it's a pretty good steak usually. So if you get so if you get hit by some kind of bugbear... Uh, you lose an amount of cash equal to your hit points, and uh, I don't know, experience points equals gaining cash. That's that's a fantastic I, I, question. Is a redesigned Dungeons and Dragons for Vegas for casinos? Yeah. Oh man, my body is ready for that challenge. I, I want to do that, but now I, you guys gonna, know about it, so I'm gonna have to wait about six months to bring that back up. I've got I've got Zinka on the speed dial over here. Let's <laughs> ring them up. You know, now more than anything, I, I'm, I'm going to make you all upset. Um, I really want to play right. our, our Vegas Adventure game. Again. Oh, Al Pacino's Vegas Adventure. Yeah. Yes. I'd play that. God. Pro- probably my favorite game that we've made up on this show. Um, I would smother it with my bulk. Yeah. Would it, I mean, I think we should make it a third-person shooter with the Unreal Engine 4, though. I thought it was going to be a Castlevania-type game. <laughs> yeah, it was a Castlevania-type game. Yeah, the whole on. premise of the original question was, where in real life would you set a Castlevania? Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, okay, anyway, so we're talking about, <laughs> talking about role-playing games? We're yeah. talking about role-playing games. Yeah. I think there was... I think it was Hideo Kojima who once said that any game where your character has a story is a role-playing game. Hmm. I don't believe... I don't- in that no. so much. Well, what's the Marvel Madness story? It's like, get to the goal. Just <laughs> <laughs> proven right there. There you yeah. go. So I think, I think something like Skyrim is not, I, I don't know. It's, that's, that's a role-playing game, sure. But I just don't like it. I don't like the way it feels. Not a fun role. I like, man, when I played Skyrim, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Here's what, here's what I made my mouth when I played the game. 
<laughs> Here's what our listener Jason Young wants to know. Oh, I know that guy. I just Gmail chatted with that guy last night. Here's what he wants to know. Which video game should be used as recruiting devices in the tradition of The Last Starfighter? Mm. Oh, man. StarCraft. StarCraft, eh? Yeah. yeah I, I always say that if I were the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, I would ask every applicant at interview time to, first of all, give me their, their iPod and let me look at their music, right? Because I wouldn't. there's certain things you couldn't hire somebody if they had it on there. But there's a whole bunch of games that I would want to play. Like if I were hiring for like a trading firm, I'd, I'd want to see a guy play StarCraft. Hold on. Back up. What music would you see on a guy's iPod that you wouldn't hire him? I don't even want to. A guy? Yeah. I, first thing that comes to mind for me is Mariah Carey. Like if there's a guy with Mariah Carey on his iPod, you don't want to associate with that guy. Yeah, you don't even know. If, if he's got Madonna on there, that's fantastic. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Madonna's fine, yeah. Madonna's Madonna's great. I mean, if it's not, like not, old Madonna, it's like he's he's nostalgic and that's cool. If it's new Madonna, it's like, well, that's really interesting because who listens to that? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you got if, Blondie, if a, it's probably a plus. If a guy yeah. had Michael Jackson's Invincible album on his iPod, but no other Michael Jackson albums, that oh. would be interesting. He oh. would be my CEO like instantly. I'd be <laughs> like, I'd be like, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, but uh, I would. I, so stuff that I wouldn't want on there is just man, a lot of stuff. A lot of like the modern pop music. I was I was in a car today, by the way. Okay, okay, mom. I don't take the bus all the time. I was in a car, and for the first time, for the first time in many many moons. And the guy was listening to the radio. My friend who's driving is listening to the goddamn radio, and I'm just like, "What is this? It sounds like the music is coming from inside a dishwasher, from one thing, right? And, and it's just so much hatred." in the world that suddenly is just inside my body, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this is really terrifying. And I, I, I had to almost throw up. But luckily, it was a short drive. So just any any kind of that stuff. Black Eyed Peas? Somebody has Black Eyed Peas? Is that is that the name of that band? Yeah. Well, there's Black Eyed Peas. the name Peas. of the band, yes. yes. Yeah, Black Eyed Peas, the food, god darn delicious, right? Sure. If, if, but yeah, I, I wouldn't want that. I'm looking at a can of them right now. There they are. Oh man, I've got I've got a frozen bag. Yeah. Uh, back to I, Last Starfighter. Oh yeah, Last uh, Starfighter. Man, Starcraft. Wait, so, so what are we recruiting for? Yeah, like the, the purposes of the Last Starfighter, or just whatever. Like like I just said, if if I were if I were in charge of a trading firm, I'd want to see a guy play Starcraft. Like I'm sure. actually being serious. Like I would I like, would I would, enjoy, I would like if I was like my personal assistant, I would want to I would want someone who's really good at Gran Turismo. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I why the heck not? Could, you know, get me out of a situation by driving really fast. Yeah, yeah, by driving driving fast and being able to drift with realistic physics. Knowing <laughs> 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 knowing how to avoid uh, how, how to avoid drift, that would be good. Yeah. I uh, Tokyo. Do, do they have like regular cars in the GT series though, or is it all well, like? Yeah, they do. You can get a Honda Accord. You can get a Honda Civic. You can okay, get like a, cool. you can get stock models in there. But I mean, like, in, in my company, I don't, I don't drive those things. I drive professional race cars, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Yeah. I'm saying in my company, I'd probably still be driving a 1990 Honda CRX. So my company has a parking garage with, with ramps on the roof and like ten racing cars that are all mine. And when I need to get out, I just go in one of the cars and uh, drive off of the ramp off the roof. I would have a Castrol Tom's Supra, and would have it would have. Uh, parachutes on the top and my it would park on the is that, roof is that a type of car 
it's <laughs> it's it's a special racing edition of the Toyota 19 isn't the 90 oh man i just i revealed i don't know what year i think it's the 97 Toyota Supra or it's the ah. 96 i'm not sure somebody's going to i'm going to get hate mail for this, this is an embarrassing not, time for tim right here yeah that's really <laughs> bad for me to not know that it's it's one of the supras that was fantastic like i i i like that supra what i, I, I would do is I, I might yep. uh, get somebody to do an online co-op with a 13-year-old and see how well they retain their composure. Oh, it was the 97. Ooh, good... I, right. The, the 97 is the uh, the one that's popular in Gran Turismo, so I'm okay. <laughs> I, I would still go... I think StarCraft is a good overall test, and in fact, like, there is a uh, kind of like an... Uh, uh, call it a league like an a, a league for people who play starcraft and also work for major tech companies sure um, yeah they're sure hgl is. yeah um so like tech companies love people who play starcraft and yeah i think that'd be a good pick um i i imagine that for some kind of like applied mathematics role it'd be kind of neat to see someone play quake 3 arena on uh q3 dm 17 that's the longest yard um it's, it was like oh, the yeah. first level to introduce um, the bounce pads and the kind of like the level in the void thing that Quake Three was so popular, um, because it's like the guns are all just kind of different algorithms that, if you understand them really well, um, it's like they they, they they become more than just the sum of their parts, right? It's it's like they all work together really fantastically. They've got some awesome weapons, and the time it takes for people to understand that, I think, is a, a judge of something. Maybe not so, the character, but something. So we're we're talking. It seems like we've latched on to competitive games, but yeah. I think Sim City, something like Sim City. Oh yeah, it would be neat mm. to tell them start a new city right now, and I want to see how it looks and uh, tomorrow. Oh yeah, the, like like yeah yeah, just leave them in your office for twenty four hours, hmm. or, or let, let them play it at home. <laughs> Farmville is the answer to the question. The answer is Farmville. Cityville or Farmville, I was going to say. Or why not? As mentioned in a previous episode, Warren Spector has has expressed interest in creating a DuckTales title. What would that be like? Oh, man, it would be awesome. Well, he's really into into choices. Yeah. Let's let's get that, like, for every game he does, he's really into choices. This goes all the way back to his pen and paper days. So I imagine your your choices here would be lasers, race cars, or aeroplanes. Or aeroplanes, right? Yes. You're right. (laughs) I I think I I I would look forward to uh, him doing the the same GDC talk again where he says he has a slide that just says play style matters, you know? Yeah. Because he likes saying that play style matters. But with Uncle Scrooge, there's, like... There's not going to be any renegade paragon choices for Uncle Scrooge. He's 100%. Well, now hang on, let's let's back up. He doesn't want to make a DuckTales game. He wants to make a Duck Universe game based yes. on the the Carl Barks comic. So it's not He said he, yeah. he said Uncle Scrooge though. Oh, did he? he okay. Said, he wants Uncle Scrooge comics is what he's talking okay. about. And right. I mean Uncle Scrooge comics are clearly the best comics in the Duck Universe, right? Right. Well, I think they're basically the only comics, yeah. But well, I mean, like there, I mean, there's a world there revolving around comics. Uh, that's not the same Duckiverse, and I, it definitely is the same Duckiverse. Well, it's the same. It's the same verse. And Gizmo Duck are in both. It's the same verse as Duck Tales. It's not the same Duckiverse as the Duck comics. Okay. Oh, so the, the, com- the comics and the show are separate Duckiverses. Yes. Okay. 
So I think if he's going to make one, it's got to have Uncle Scrooge using his cane as a pogo stick. Absolutely. That's revolutionary. Where did you come up with that? <laughs> I came up with that because some guys at Capcom made a video game where you can use a where the character pogo sticks around. All right, that they, was Goof Troop. Then they got the DuckTales license, yeah. and they just kind of painted it on there. Man, Goof and Troop it, for, for SNES is actually really cool. Have you guys played it? Yes, I have. Yeah. Do you want to play it two-player sometime? I have it here. Yeah, yeah, that would actually be... That would actually be real fun. All right, let's, let's do it. it. Get yeah, I, after I've, never played it, I've never played it two-player. I've always wanted to. Yeah, two-player, it, it suddenly makes sense. So when only you... when Brandon is gone is this podcast used for Tim to make dates with Frank, I guess. Yeah, I think that's, that's the order of uh, mandating. Yeah. Come on uh, over and let's play Goof Troop tomorrow, oh, Frank. Duck, ducks, ducks. Uh, I think he should base it on the, the cartoons, and I think if he got the project approved, he'd have to. Right. Um, I, think, so, I think it would be neat right. to have a four-player asymmetric co-op where you're Uncle Scrooge, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Okay. And like, I think this Star Trek game that's coming out really soon is going to show people what asymmetrical like power of online asymmetrical co-op. And I think it's going to blow a lot of doors off. Right. That's my uh, marketer speak. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have I, I'm imagining kind of, you know, to go back to play style matters a little bit, I'm kind of imagining a game that is a little bit more open-ended and set-pieced, like Deus Ex, but yeah. uh, where you just rely on the power of money to do whatever you want. Oh. Yeah, but he doesn't spend it, though. He swims in it. Oh, he does spend it. He has all these, like, side ventures and stuff, which are existing for the express purpose of making him more money. Sure. I, 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 want, I want his cane to be a shotgun. That's all. His cane probably will be a shotgun. Um... I, I I think I envision it as, shotgun. as a game with a lot of uh, missions, like a lot of, you know, just like there's not there's sort of a, a, a narrative tying everything together. But really, it's a game about going and finding the treasure yeah. in really cool environments like in volcanoes and in space and underground and stuff, which I guess is what the NES game was. But this is yeah, like, yeah I think I'm with Tim. I see it as as a multiplayer game with with Scrooge and the whole cast, and I do see it dipping into these sort of spin-offs like Darkwing Duck, like for special episodes. <laughs> and there would there would be like uh, just these action uh, post puzzles where it's like every character has a role and you've got to do this thing, kind of like a biohazard outbreak sort of thing. Or right. like, a, like a Four Swords, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Except the characters would be different because you've got three little guys and then you've got Scrooge. Like the three little guys can probably hop on top of each other and make a ladder. Yeah, and Scrooge uh, obviously can can pogo. Uh, each of the little guys probably has something unique. Like one of them can probably throw little cherry bombs or something. And one you can them... use like in-game money to buy a different vehicle, a race car, a laser, or an aeroplane. Right before well, each like, level, laser laser vehicle is. Uh, well, how can we build in the choice between solving a mystery or rewriting history? <laughs> that's, well, that's the it. rewriting history is only available with the time machine. Okay. <laughs> so until you get that, you can only solve mysteries. And when you get I, that, I, I get the bombing. ending is just a choice that gives you one cutscene or another cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> Renegade Paragon. Instead of Renegade or Paragon, <laughs> it's mystery or history. history. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can get Which history points and mystery points. It'd be a mini game where you're just swimming in the money bin. 
Yeah. I'd play this. See, I would much rather play this than Mass Effect. Yeah. You see, any day. Yeah. Someone will tell you that uh, their dog was missing. You could either find the dog or go back in time to before the dog was missing and make sure it doesn't go missing, and you'll get mystery or history points. Yeah, that'll be like, yeah. The time yeah. travel one is kind of like throwing money at the problem, which, <laughs> which is, you know, what Scrooge can do but usually doesn't. So right. you're kind of a character if you do that. Right. Maybe it would cost $1 billion for every time travel. <laughs> 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 you start out with like a trillion dollars. <laughs> you can turn a... Man, I, I, I'm, I should read all those Uncle Scrooge comics again because I'm writing a, a fiction. The end. I was about to say something really awesome. The world will That's never great. know about your fiction, Ted. Oh, uh, wait, we have, no, we have a new no. rule. Oh, yeah, we do have a new rule. The new rule is we can choose and, to put a one-minute extension on any question in the show. Is this the one? The three, the three of us have to agree. I want to hear Tim's cool thing. I agree. Patrick? Sure, why not? Tim? I, 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 yeah, why not? Let's do it. One minute I, on the clock. <laughs> Don't let us down. I'm writing a fiction in which... Uh, uh, the the main character is a guy who literally has a trillion dollars, oh, and wow. uh, uh, he builds a, a massive underground pyramid uh, in in which like over twenty years. Yeah, I might have mentioned this to you before. Yeah, he builds this massive underground pyramid, and I'm sitting around just trying to get my head around uh, what type of human in real life. He builds this pyramid full of death traps where you can't bring technology in. There's there's uh, uh, electromagnetic pulses to disable people's uh, phones and cameras, and like people have to go in. This is like in the year 2050, and uh, people want to go in and get his money because he has just boxes full of money sitting around in this pyramid that goes for a hundred stories underground. And uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty cool story. So it's so a I novel read about a video about. game scenario. Yeah, it's like mysterious. I, I, it started out as a joke, like mysterious dungeon, the movie. <laughs> and then, uh, like set in modern times, this Michael Bay kind of setup. And then I kept thinking about it. And I was like, if I kind of write this in a Tolstoy sort of manner, it could be awesome. So I've got like twenty five characters kind of mocked up in my head. It's pretty neat. I feel like a real smart guy. That sounds neat. That all we have exceeded our minute. Let's move on to the next question. Uncle. Scrooge in the future. Which video All game right. features the best built-in level editor? Best built-in level editor, uh, Bongaio Spirits. Oh? Every, every t- what? I, I said, oh, really? Oh, oh, I thought you said no. I was like, what? <laughs> so every time I'm, uh, I'm actually developing a video game product, which is something I actually do... Uh, you look at the goddamn internets whenever they talk about like Action Button's got two games out now. We'll talk whenever, more about that later. Well, whenever people talk about it, they go, "A freelance writer turned video game designer." It's like, no, you jerks, right? The end. That's the end of that tangent. Cool. But uh, I always, I always tell guys, look at the Bond Guy of Spirits level editor. Can you make me something like that? You know, like can for you, your and, actual and, development, not not yeah. for. Not for level editors in your live games, but for your yeah, action. not not for yeah, yeah, not for like a, like something that I would give to the people, but right. like like let me use this and then apply my expertise or whatever quote unquote expertise. You can take those quotes off if you want. Uh, let me. I mean, it's it's just let me make levels with an interface that simple. 
which Bongar Spirits' interface for that is just god darn fantastic. There's like a little drop down bar that has. I've got the interface memorized. Like you can just <laughs> pick you can pick your you know if you want an object, a wall, or an enemy, or you know you can put the goal point where you want it. You know, and you just kind of build a level, Wait, so, and it's it's fantastic. So, and the it's question the, was yeah. in-game level editor, right? It yeah, is, it, is. it can't be something yeah. some uh, modder slapped on. <laughs> it's, it's, right, okay, but it, it's not like, I hear Unreal has a great level editor and also has a oh, game oh, attached right. to it. I would argue uh, that Bungai of Spirit's level editor is really, really fantastic, and it's it's like the simplest thing, and I really wish there was like that Nintendo would make a Super Mario with that. You yeah. Know? Well, I, you and I were just talking about that uh, the Super Mario Brothers X mod or the the fan made project, right? Which has yeah. kind of a built in level editor. It's the kind mouse of. from Mario Paint, right? Yeah. Like that's that's the story justification is that they put the mouse in Mario Paint and he paint level elements while the first player is playing the game. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> not the best level editor, but it's neat. I think. It's pretty neat, but I think Bongai of Spirits is, man, you can make those things. Uh, you can play test them immediately. You can mm-hmm. pause and then, you know, rejig stuff around. Uh, it's all touch, mm-hmm. all stylus control. Like, it's just, it's just god darn perfect. Like, and then, you know, you can share the levels with your friends if you have them, which I didn't. I had one friend who was playing it, and we had a good time. What I used to like doing in my youth was I would take uh, Advance Wars. I would oh, that's build, a good one. I would build a level in it. I would have uh, two computer factions go against each other and create this tiny island in the very corner of the map and uh, kind of section myself off so that nobody could get to me and I couldn't do anything so that the computer would be forced to fight against itself and I could see how it played out. That's exciting, actually. Yeah. That's the sort of thing that I kind of appreciate. You know what What was, like, almost a level editor and would be my favorite level editor is the debug mode in Sonic 2. Oh, yeah. I was hoping oh, I like you would that. bring that up, Frank. Yeah, because, I mean, like, you can place objects and enemies and stuff just wherever you, you, you darn want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't really change the geometry, which is unfortunate. But if someone were to make a a uh, Sonic or Sonic-like game where I can edit the levels in the same way that debug mode let me place objects, um, I would probably uh, never leave my house again. Hmm. And what was oh, the man. last level editor that you guys actually seriously engaged with? Probably that. Like <laughs> in the, 1992. Level editor? Uh, the of Spirits one. I actually still mess around with from time to time. I remember being really excited when, in the ramp-up to Halo 2, they announced the level editor, only to quietly forget about that. Ah. Uh, the, the the Forge mode in Halo 3 is actually really neat. Yeah, I played around Have with you, that a little. Yeah, that's that's actually really fun. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's especially fun. Like There was this real hangout party atmosphere right around the time Halo 3 came out, where you get together a couple of friends. You know, not too many of them, because too many of them, it gets ridiculous but you get like three friends in there and there's four of you and you're on you're two on two and you're just kind of like jerking around placing stuff and just yeah. drop another tank over here pretty great you blow guys up you jerk you just made a tank <laughs> you just made another tank it's like yeah whatever tank city yeah so uh, it makes sound 
Shapes has a level editor that's built into the game, and using it is actually part of the t- tutorial that I'm pretty sure you can't skip. Um, I, I It was one of those things that's on my list of like, oh man, I wish I was the kind of guy who was cool enough to really get to know this level editor, and I still haven't. Uh, but I like that you kind of have to try it out in order to try the game out. So mm-hmm. No one here has mentioned uh, uh, Little Big Planet, and that's probably going to remain true. Yeah, I was <laughs> hoping that no one would even mention us not mentioning Little Big yeah. Planet. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I don't really I, think I, it's that good. I ruined I everything. Level. Way to ruin it, Frank. Yep. That's what my, I do. my rule with the level editor is if the game ain't really something I'd want to play with <laughs> with levels that are that are hard-baked in there, you know, it's like, why would I want to make levels for this? Yeah, why would I want to make your game for you? Yeah, Little Big Planet, where the characters look like puppets and they kind of jump like marionettes, where you can kind of detect someone off, someone standing on top of your TV screen, just kind of dangling them up there, and you know. Take... <laughs> the end. Dangling. You encounter someone who claims they quote play video games for the story unquote. From that nice. statement alone, what games can you assume they own? No books, probably. <laughs> um, well, hang on. Uh, this, this is a tough question because, like, this, there, there could be a, a, an interactive fiction person, uh, right? There could be someone yeah. who plays interactive fiction primarily. I don't, probably I just, not this person. Probably not. Prob- probably yeah. someone with console games, right? Those yes. people would tend to say, I play IF a lot. Uh, I, yeah, okay. I, I so this like a lot. IF. Is this person owns... you use with IF read or play? What do you, you mean? No, no, you I mean, I think it's part of play, but you play them. Um, this I, person I would own you... every Mass Effect uh, in the collector's edition. In that's, yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. They would, they would, it's probably Mass Effect is the story. Game. And then, uh, with with probably... three saves through each game on each different, uh, you know, to end up with each different ending or whatever. They have, yeah, they have got, they've got Renegade and Paragon on all three. Some kind of Garrus Vicarian plush doll. They probably also have Zeno Gears. Yeah, they probably have. Oh, they probably yeah. still have their box copies of Knights of the Old Republic for Xbox. Oh sure, anything Bioware. Yeah, yeah. that's basically. They probably like like when when if if this is a guy and he's talking to a girl in a club and the girl goes, "So what kind of stuff do you like?" He's gonna go, "Yeah, I'm a big fan of Kotor." <laughs> he probably said it in twenty twelve. Yeah. They just say, yeah, KOTOR is pretty good. Like, uh, they definitely is have... Is uh, that a disease? If they actually say that, they probably have Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, they probably tell you a lot about how Final Fantasy isn't as good as it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, but, and and, yeah. and they would have also had, a, like, own at least all the Final Fantasies through the PS2 era. Sure. Heck they yeah. might not have gone to 13, like... Like they may they may have abandoned it by then, but they have all the ones before that in some form. Except eleven. They've probably got Lord of the Rings, Battle for Middle Earth. Oh probably yeah, that War in the North. Is Maybe. that even out? <laughs> is that, is that even out? <laughs> they probably have Still Alive from Portal on their iPod. Yeah, they probably, they probably got Nor in the Warth. Yeah, Half Life <laughs> maybe. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, they love Half Life too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they and, love and Half-Life, Portal obviously but haven't yeah. played Half Life One. Yeah. HL2. Yeah. They have they have they own Half Life One via Steam, but they've never installed it. Oh yeah, that's great. 
Um, I think we've kind of answered the question. That's pretty much it. <laughs> the answer is Bioware stuff. The answer is yeah. Bioware stuff. I think we can call that one early. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to the Insert Credit Podcast. We'll be right back after a short break. to the Insert Credit Podcast. I'm Alex Jaffe. Joining me is Tim Rogers. Hey, what's up? Frank Zafaldi. I agree. And Patrick Miller. Hi. Did I you forget my said, name there? I almost said Brandon. Patrick <laughs> the Hat Trick Miller. Oh, yeah. have, we, have we properly introduced Patrick and, and who he is and stuff? Patrick, would you like to introduce yourself and who you are? <laughs> um, I Sure. <laughs> I've been, been on the podcast people. before. Yes, I know you've been on oh, the podcast before. You yeah. InsertCredit.com articles. Yeah. Yes. He's, he's, he's basically the new editor in chief of InsertCredit. Really? Nah. <laughs> I, I did clean the no, but, I, I did clean the malware warning out today, so oh. I, I think I'm slowly working up to that. Are Patrick you sure you makes a website works and makes a website work, and he also writes the majority of the articles. And he's the uh, new editor of Game Developer. So basically, he's oh. the next brand. If we're going yeah. by who posts on insert credit most often, I'm pretty sure that's me. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Not that they contain any content other than a directory of what's on the episode. Yeah, he, is, he has done 18 posts. Yeah, that's true. I bet if well, you went live to date, uh, Patrick would be close to that. Mm-hmm. Jaffe, you and I can share the title then. Uh, okay, fine. We can be co-foe editors-in-chief. <laughs> Foe editors-in-chief. Hey Tim, what? What? Hey, what? Tim, what? How's it going? I, let me pitch this scenario to you. Let me, let's, let's 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 what chow down. If a pinball table and a jazz band had a million weird babies, oh, that would be a video game that we made. What's called tennis? Oh yeah, tell me about it. It's for the iOS. It's for the apples. It's for your iPhone. It's for your iPad or your iPad Mini. I would say it's best on the iPad Mini. What else is it for, Tim? It's also for every Android device. Yeah. So recently, the the main complaints I'm getting about the game tennis, number one complaint is, why isn't it on Android? Number two complaint is, why isn't it on iOS? So, it's on both of those things. The, the website has two giant buttons, one that says iOS, one that says Android. So what I've realized is people are, are jerks. I mean, no offense to you. It's okay. If you're a jerk, you, it's, you weren't born this way and you didn't become that way as a decision. Marketing has made you a jerk. You only see stuff you don't like. You only see stuff you want to complain about. If you own an iPhone and you see the Android logo, the Google Play logo, you're just going to go, stupid, stupid god darn Android. You know, but like, or if, you, if you own an Android phone and you see iOS, you're going to, stupid iOS. Nothing gets you hidden from my Facebook feed faster than Posting something that goes, yeah, heck yeah, Samsung, take that, Apple, or posting a link that says, heck yeah, Apple, take that, Samsung, you know, 
I don't care, right? That's why my scientists at Action Button Entertainment solved the problem. And we've got a game that's on everything. Literally. Now, uh, when you say every Android device, are you are you uh, are you are you going to ship with the Ouya? Um, that is something that we are officially not commenting on at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> what about Ginoid devices, Tim? What about female robots? Female robots? Yeah. Yeah. Why the heck not? Sure. Like like a female robot could play this game. Okay. I, Wait, is, robot is, is android a, a gendered term yes android it, is a gendered term it's a male it, oh. robot it sure is yeah I, I think cyborg is a better term that would be a cybernetic it's, organism yes yeah, so, yeah cyber, cybernetic organism or cyborg for short is a non-gendered term whereas android is male and you can't just say droid because that's owned by george lucas well actually it's owned by disney the Disney that, owns droids now. It, does Disney own the word droid, or does George Lucas still own the word droid? Uh, uh, Disney he bought everything that he owned that was related to Lucas film. So yeah, yes. I, I don't think yeah. he registered that as an individual. He probably registered yeah, it Disney, as a company. Disney. Yeah. Disney straight walked into George Lucas's garage sale and lit everything on fire. <laughs> wait, wait. So the 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 like Lucasfilm Ranch or whatever it's called in Marin. Does Disney now own that, or was that Lucasfilm? Almost positive Ranch. they do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they do. They do, in fact, own it. I have, I have a contact within the ranch who informs me that they are, in fact, Disney owned now. Yeah, now it's Disney Ranch. One thing that I'm proud of is the pricing of the in-app purchases in tennis. You can get a hundred thousand stars for ninety-nine cents, five hundred thousand stars for four ninety-nine, or a million stars for nine ninety-nine. So, <laughs> if if you buy ten one-dollar packs, it only comes up to. Uh, to was it nine ninety? So you're saving ten cents. You're saving nine cents. So it's actually cheaper to buy one dollar at a time. It's pretty hilarious. And if, if you want to buy ten dollars worth, then you you have to pay a ten ten cent convenience fee. So I'm kind of I'm kind of proud of that. That's something that somebody like Zynga would never do. Yeah. Because they because I mean obviously you're the one building the game. You're the one building the economy, right? As the game designer, so. When you build the, the the whole economy and then the whole game system that the economy supports, you can do things like add perceived value by offering 32 things for $7, but only like four for $1, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the it's math that's like just out of the customer's grasp in a bad way. So I, I actually am proud of the... Uh, the weird math that I managed to squeak into this game. So, so far we have talked about the pricing of in-app purchases and what it's available for, and nothing about the game itself. <laughs> it's a game about bouncing some balls around. You just kind of knock them around and you bend them and swerve them. And it's got touchscreen controls. You tap on the screen to move the paddle. Ball touches the paddle. You can bend it. You can tweak it around. Tweak it in two directions. You can tweak it really hard. You can tweak it really soft. Just about a lot of jerking and, and tweaking. Jerking and tweaking. Why didn't yeah, we call it tweaking. jerking and tweaking? Yeah, jerk tweak, tweak yeah. jerk. I mean, whatever, you know, you call it whatever you want. If you, it, Just give me $2, right? Sure. Right? Buck 99, you could name it anything. Buck 99. So for just a penny short of $2, you can have yourself a good old time on your little computer handheld thing. Moving on. Heck yeah, let's move on like a couple of tigers.
There has not been a female protagonist in a Rockstar game since GTA 1. How can Rockstar tell a story in their wheelhouse with a believable leading lady? Oh, man, yeah, there sure has not been a female protagonist. A lot of people were upset about that Grand Theft Auto V not having one. Yeah, it's two old white guys and three playable characters. Yeah, it's got, like, Kane, Lynch, and then another guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah, sure. I do like Kane and Lynch. I, 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 I honestly don't care who the character is, long as they're, like, well-written, sure. right? And, uh, I mean, you know... When I when I had to re when I had to restart my video game collection, I think I've mentioned this before. It was all Rockstar games that I bought. Yeah. We were talking about Rockstar basically being the HBO of video games, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but really even HBO be- has girls. That is true. That is true. They also had Sex in the City. Let's not forget that. That's true. Uh, so so I mean, so I, what we need clearly is a open world game of girls set in New York, right? No. No, it has to be within <laughs> Rockstar's wheelhouse. It can it can be just a Rockstar game that's just a good game, and uh, it could be a Grand Theft Auto with a girl. I mean, I, I, the complaint, it, the uh, not complaint, but the rebuttal is that all of Rockstar's games tend to be about kind of organized crime, and there aren't really a lot of women in organized crime. Well, they could make a they could make a case for what kind of cool woman would be in organized crime. Well, they have really, a lot of women in their in their games within the organized crime world that are NPCs. Yeah, uh, there's no reason why you couldn't play a lot of those in the game, except that you know Rockstar has that habit of making everyone that you don't play as a complete idiot. Yeah, it's true. They're kind so, of caricature. Yeah, so uh, they haven't really made like a female character that I'd care to play as yet, but they're certainly capable. Oh, they have. Uh, I would really like to play a game as the fake love interest from the first half of GTA 4 who turns out to be an agent for some CIA-type organization who's been spying on you. Yeah, but she's, oh, yeah. she's an idiot, too, though. She's not really an idiot. She's got this kind of past that you don't know anything about. Yeah, She's kind of a jerk. She's, she's I mean, really she's... bad at lying, though. She, like, she, she was just... I don't know if it was an actress or what, but like you could tell right away that something was yeah, fishy about true. her. And I don't mean that in like a, you know, the telltale signs of a narrative sense, because like duh, but like yeah. it was she was she was just very very fake from the beginning. Yeah, like, that's true. They're like like ineptly so. Um, so it I, I don't know. To me, it just solidifies my point that Rockstar hasn't written. An NPC that that isn't an idiot. Yeah, yeah I mean it's I'm searching so hard that. I that's the only thing I have to latch on to in comparison. Yeah. Well, I, I think, okay, here's, here's number one thing that I noticed. What with the, oh, wait, wait, I, I want to take that back. I'm sorry. The, 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 the sort of love interest lady that you first meet in red dead redemption was a cool character. Okay. I think her name was Bonnie. Yeah. She's kind of neat. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah. Okay. So here's, so, here's uh, the thing that I've noticed in rockstar games in general, right? Is that, there's, there's ones where you're criminals. There's one where you're a goddamn cowboy. There's one where you're a schoolboy. Right, I I wouldn't mind one where I'm a police officer. I think that would be cool. Oh yeah, I think there, if there are plenty were, of female police officers, but not a not a corrupt cop who's looking to uh, shotgun some jerks yeah. and uh, make some skrill on the side or whatever. It doesn't have to be some edgy weird narrative. I think you kind of, you know, you, I, think, I think a tough lady cop would be an awesome game sort of idea. Yeah. I would like to be a 
It's rumored that they're working on a, a, a secret agent game, right? Yeah. That they're working on some large-scale Grand Theft Auto scale, Red Dead Redemption-sized game about a secret agent. Why not have a lady secret agent Sure. be a, a hero in a game? I would like a giant rock – I mean, when we're talking Rockstar level, Rockstar is the only company that makes these kinds of – these HBO series quality, quote-unquote quality, games that are just like driven by characters and driven by worlds and with like – really tactile game systems and just big giant games that feel great right like that that feel great and have a whole bunch of just living breathing stuff it's like it's like skyrim but actually like really really fun even if you're a call of duty bro right so why not i would like to see them make a, a secret agent game about a lady secret agent i'd like to see them make a game about a lady cop or okay. just any cop i or, would love uh, a lady they, they can bring back no one lives forever Oh, yeah. I don't think they need to bring that back. I think we can just have a new thing. <laughs> uh, my, my, my question is, and I have, I have only played a little bit of San Andreas, and that was pretty much the extent of my rock stardom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, are, are, are any of their games, like, significantly changed or ruined if you just added a gender toggle when in your character creation, you know? Like, oh, are... are there there's really, no, no. There isn't really a character creation in any of the Rockstar games. There, there is no character creation whatsoever. Um, the character yeah, is a person. A predefined role. Yeah, right. Like, but I mean, Andrew like, like a, the the amount of characterization that I found in CJ was like minimal enough that he could have just been a chick from the hood instead of a dude. Now, well, yeah, uh, they definitely uh, they've moved away from that. Yeah, and a lot of the fans feel uh disappointed and they think that saints row is better because it's more about fun and expression but rockstar games have but definitely... saints row lets you play as a man or a woman just fine kojimo well, would definitely call gta a role-playing game here's what i'm saying yeah yeah i think i would i would actually call gta a role-playing game i would like, also consider that a role-playing game absolutely yeah, I, I would say like red dead redemption i played that for 10 minutes <laughs> Lady Cop, Secret Agents, let's go on. What would you include in the next Dead or Alive swimsuit pack? Dead or Alive swimsuit pack? Yeah, it includes some swimsuits, first of all. What, they do that? They have, like, Yeah, they sell swimsuits. extra swimsuits in, like, DLC packs. For... You know, I just, I just, you know, I'd quit screwing around. I just, I'd just sell a nude pack. Like, <laughs> let's just stop lying. Let's stop lying to ourselves and to each other. I think a swimsuit made of Band-Aids would be hot. Yeah. I like it when I can almost see the nipple. But not really. What about what about a pack where we're selling like fake nipples that go on top of their real nipples? Yeah, there you go. Like <laughs> it, 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 it's I a want, swimsuit top that just looks like boobs. I yeah. want real physics enabled uh, pinwheels, like, like nipple pinwheels. <laughs> sure. Not even tassels, but nipple pinwheels. Well, well, I want I want uh, the propellers on top of like a beanie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but on nipples, just constantly spinning. I, I just want, uh, like, flesh-toned, pixelated print. Nice. <laughs> oh, that would be pretty good. Uh, black I, I would find a, That would actually be a kind of a hot uh, bikini to sell in real life. It's like <laughs> like a, 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 a flesh-toned bikini with a picture of a nipple on it. That's the, the nipples on, on each breast, I think, is the word for them. I like the bikini <laughs> so, that makes you look like a sim in the shower. That would be cool. Coconuts. Coconuts. 
Can we have those? Oh, sure. Just, uh, Little Mermaid seashells? Yeah. We have like a grass skirt, like a, a hula skirt, like but a little tiny one, of course, where you can see the inguinals. You got to be able to see the inguinal. What about a bra where each cup is the character's head? Like you get a Ryu Hayabusa on each one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I think, what about like a giant, a, a, a bikini that looks like a giant pair of sunglasses? Oh, that that'd, that'd be, be pretty cool. good. Did they have oh, wait, I got it. I, got it. I, w- I, I want to sell um, conservative, old-fashioned swimsuits from like uh, pictures of your grandma in the thirties. Okay. Yes, <laughs> yes, very yes. Like I, I, I want really sexy ladies fighting and really like horribly unoffensive uh, swimsuits that cover their entire bodies with like stripes going across. I'd chubby up for that one. Maybe yeah. uh, one of those duck tubes that those floaties you could wear around uh, your waist. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Perfect. I think it'd be hilarious to have a bikini, like, you know, those really big, bolder breasts, but a bikini that is, like, white and it has, like, eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> the nipples would be. Yeah. I think that would be hilarious. Sure. <laughs> they're bouncing around staring at you. And then, and then the, they're the eyeballs for an extra. Do they follow the opponent? Yeah, I mean, this is a video game, so sure. I, I think it would be good for like an extra dollar. You can get the bloodshot one. Oh God! <laughs> so you have every every uh, eye color, and then you have bloodshot versions. Now, do do they kind of wince in pain when you get hit and stuff? Yeah. Do they react? They turn well, red when you uh, lose health. They they uh th- maybe maybe the pupils dilate. Oh. <laughs> the pupils <laughs> of your bikini top. Hmm. So, so in in the latest Dead or Alive, they have Virtual Fighter characters, right? Right. And in in uh, Tekken Tag Two for Wii U, they're gonna have the um like costumes for like you know classic Nintendo characters. I, I think we need. I think these two ideas need to come together. I think what we need are some bikinis that evoke Princess Peach or uh, Jackie from from BF or whatever. I cannot name a single Virtual Fighter character. Virtual Fighter's cool. Jackie, there's the, the old lion. guy. Who's the old guy? Akira, Fu Manchu. Yes, <laughs> yeah, Fu Manchu. <laughs> a Fu Manchu bikini. Shun, yeah. I think, is the old guy. Sure, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, there is a lion head guy. I thought that was Tekken, but did, did Tekken. No, is... lion, lion. There, is... There's a guy named Lion. There's huh. not a lion head guy. So who am I thinking of? You're thinking of King from Tekken. Oh yeah, I guess I am. Who I think I think his head is actually like it's a panther or it's a jaguar or something. It's a big cat that's not a lion or a tiger. Does he actually have a jaguar's head or does he just wear the head of a jaguar over his head? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's he's based off of Tiger Mask, um, which is like a, a classic Japanese pro wrestling character, right? Um, who is actually. For some reason, he's really popular among MMA fighters in Japan. Okay, like the bunch of guys I knew just huge fans of Tiger Mask. I think he like inspired them when uh, they were little or whatever. But I have no idea, like canonically speaking, whether he, he actually has the big, big cat head or if it's a mask or if it's like a robot like cat head or something. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a mask. If you Sweet. if you guys at home can tell me what the deal is with King from Tekken, because I don't want to look it up. Be sure to email me at podcast at insertcredit.com. All right. I'm I pretty will. sure I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a mask. In uh, conclusion, eyeball bras. Let's whatever it is, 
Whatever it is, though, King's head is really tiny. Yeah. It's incredibly tiny. What is the most difficult type of video game to review? Whoa, I, I you, you cut off for me. I couldn't hear you. Yeah. Then. What is okay. the most difficult type of video game to review? Yes. Oh. Uh, an, an MMO or something that requires... Something that doesn't that you can't really get the full experience with possibly ever, but yeah. uh, but if but if you can, it would take you know several hours, like lots and lots of hours. Like any any game that takes more than like eight hours to really feel like you got it all. Yeah. Do you it think is, an MMO requires entirely... a new review every time they patch it? I don't really believe in reviews, so it's hard for me to answer yeah. that. But but from a purely purely just sort of objective perspective, like understanding that that reviews are are necessary for for games, I think so. Yeah, I I think I think if re- assuming reviews for video game products are necessary, uh, then I think that a product should be re-reviewed when something changes. That's a major change. Like that's happened, yeah. But then, then you get into the whole thing. Like, well, what's a major change? Like, does it have to be a, a boxed expansion pack, or you know, like Zynga? Uh, Zynga changed some numbers today without telling you a name now. Um, so it gets really messy, and reviews are stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reviews are stupid. Um, yeah. I can't speak so much to the MMA uh, MMO experience, but just playing. <laughs> playing Diablo 3 when it came out and then playing it for like a month or two after release. Um, the experience is dramatically different because they changed how the auction house works and then they, they kind of changed the way that it's integrated into the core game loop. Um, and, you know, does it, does it deserve a new review two months later? Maybe not a full new review, but I kind of like what, what I think it's Polygon is doing about like being okay with changing their scores, you know, or giving an evolving score um, as the game changes. Just because, yeah, like, in, in Diablo 3's case, the auction house was big deal in terms of whether you liked or didn't like the game. Yeah. And even, even presumably small changes could change whether I feel good about buying this thing or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, any, any game where you kind of got to have a certain type of to get anywhere into it, I feel like if, if a game requires more than five hours of my attention in order for me to be able to write what I would call a complete analysis of it, I think that's kind of frustrating. I wouldn't want to review a game that takes... I don't think games should hold anything back in the first five hours. I agree. I mean, it's like when when Final Fantasy XII came out, somebody was like, you know, you got you to play it for 12 hours, man. You gotta, 15 hours or so in, it gets real good. So, I thought that was Final Fantasy thirteen. Thirteen was had that as well. I'm not going to sit around and play something for twenty hours. People going. Because I'm I'm a jerk. I'm, I was a lot. I weighed a little bit more. Right. <laughs> like, what? Well, I'm not going to go outside. I can't fit through the door. So of course, I'll is there a direct it. correlation between uh, patience for Final Fantasy and weight? Oh, let's not even get into that. But uh, like, it's gonna, like, it's gonna increase the opportunity cost of leaving your couch, right? I feel like a game is five hours long, uh, and I think you can tell a nice big story in five hours. I well, think, okay, you say that, but like, would Earthbound have been as good in five hours? Um, possibly. 
Well, okay. It wouldn't have felt as big, and I think a big part of those kinds of RPGs are just, you know, that that feeling. I hate the word epic, but I I feel like like a game like that, 20 hours, is pretty good. Okay, when I say it shouldn't hold anything back for five hours, I mean, I should should be able to review it. I don't want to go into a review of a game with a big story and be told what happens at the end like so uh, but if if in five hours a reviewer could grasp every thing in it and go yeah that's it that's cool well, i'm gonna use earthbound again and you do you do you really get the whole game until you've beaten it i feel like i feel like in five hours you get you 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 get, the get gist of it. you get the gist of it you get an amount where you can definitely recommend or not recommend it to yourself or other people well if that's all a review is and yeah, okay, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, reviews aren't aren't critiques. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 there. I, I think that the the bigger issue underlying this question is, as we said earlier, reviews are kind of dumb. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, the, the, certainly, the games that don't end are hard to review. But even games that end like twenty hours in are kind of hard to review, and so we just end up not, you know, we base our impressions and the re- review off those first five hours. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I think that's a pretty cogent <laughs> response. We've all Heck learned yeah. and grown a lot today, and learned, I think it's learned time and to... Groaned. Yeah, I think it's time we all come together towards this final lightning round. Let's do a lightning round. I'm ready for that. Let's, let's come together. Lightning sure. sound effect. Here's what we're doing. We're going to play a game called Bottom Line Review. We've played it many times before. Yay! Where this is a fun one. I like this I one. I say the name of a thing, and you say <laughs> that thing is, and finish the sentence in a sort of one-sentence review. Even though I like that you're saying thing as opposed to game. The thing is excited. Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on that, Frank, because this week we're doing something different. <gasps> really? Let's this do it. Week, Let's do it. Instead of reviewing... Video games, we will be reviewing video game consoles. Oh, hot and sweet. Right. Are you ready? Yeah. Nope, but let's do it. Let's kick it off with Sega CD. Well, Sega CD is, uh, is, is the game that your like, rich friend, the console that your rich friend had, and would not let you play because it was uh, too complicated for you to understand how to that's a really long bottom line. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Like I would it. say the, the Sega CD is the um, the console that has the highest ratio of newspaper articles written about a scandalous game to actual console owners. Yeah, Sega CD. Sega CD is Sega. <laughs> Sega CD is uh, uh, some god darn jerk's idea of the future. That's what it was. Turbo Graphic Sixteen. Turbo Graphic Sixteen is. Oh man, too bad, Brandon. <laughs> too bad. Turbo Graphic Sixteen is a very large case for bonk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three D. Turbo Graphic Sixteen is is the punk rock to Disney's uh, slow jam. <laughs> no, sorry, by, by which I mean Nintendo. Not Disney. Whoa, that was a heck of a slip yeah, there. That was, big, <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Turbo Graphics is the video game. Uh, 3DO. Oh, the 3DO, as I call it. Yeah. The 3DO is a uh, really unfortunate trip. Some jerk's idea of the future. You already used that. Game being stripped. Yeah. Uh, trip. Spin. 
basically said the same thing, but I named her. The reason this video is Trips, Trips Quest, Trips Journey. Neo Geo. Neo Geo sure is expensive. Uh, the Neo Geo is the only console I've tried to afford by having a bake sale. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the Neo Geo is pretty cool. <laughs> okay, Wonder Swan. <laughs> uh, the Wonder Swan is... Uh, the Wonder Swan did not leave me wondering. Uh, the, the Wonder Swan is the Game Boy Advance for people who prefer Bonk to Super Mario Brothers. Great. The Wonder Swan is neither Wonder nor Swan. My, my answer is the best because... Uh, uh, Brandon actually said he preferred the Wonder Swan. To the Wonder Swan is just a rip off of the all Mega. other handheld game consoles. The Sega Dreamcast. Sega Dreamcast is uh, the, the, the hero we deserved. <laughs> <That's not true. laughs> the Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn is the predecessor of the Sega Dreamcast. Ooh. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! The Sega Saturn is the hero we 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 wanted. No. <laughs> no, actually, Sega Saturn is is the hero we deserved, but Sega Dreamcast is the one we wanted. It's the hero we wanted, and then uh, we st still didn't Game really Gear. save us. Yeah. The GameCube. Game Gear. The Game Gear. Yeah. Game Gear is more like Game Sneer. That's terrible. <laughs> the Game Gear is a Game Boy that has Sonic on it. It's a, it's, the, game, the, game, yeah, the Game Gear is a, a color Game Boy. The, the Game Gear is a battery decharger that just happens to play games. Excellent. It's a, it's, the, 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 game, yeah, the Game Gear is a, is a, is a landfill. Game <laughs> Cube. The Game Gear is basically just a Christmas present. The Game Gear is 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 a uh, is is best friend to hungry landfills everywhere. <laughs> the, the Nintendo GameCube. GameCube has a handle. Oh man, it has a heck of a handle. It has a handle. <laughs> and I like its vent. It's, it's, it's the iMac of consoles, really. Sure. The Game Gear. The game. The GameCube has uh, some pretty cool vents on it. They're square shaped. They are the really Xbox. Cool. The Xbox. And Cox? Oh, the, uh, sorry. <laughs> Whoa. Xbox? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Xbox is the uh, the suburban of uh, uh, game consoles. I was going to say the, the Xbox is the Tonka dump truck. Oh, there you go. Video the Ford F-150. The Xbox is Fisher Price's my first HTPC. The Xbox Great. is like a rock. <laughs> uh, the Sega Genesis. Does with Nintendo? Sure. Yeah. I mean, so you can't Genesis. talk that. Yeah. Yeah, I like Genesis. I play N64. Mine. Nintendo 64. Yeah. Ooh. The Nintendo 64 is uh, the Super Mario 64 machine. Sure. Super Nintendo. It's nostalgic for people who don't actually like video games. The Nintendo 64 <laughs> is the best way to play Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> oh man, that's a slam to the DS. Or the Nintendo 64 is the best way to play Super Mario 64. Uh, the DS? And the Nintendo Wii Virtual Console. How about the Super it's Nintendo? Super Nintendo is uh, my favorite video game console of all time. Super Nintendo is uh, uh, has a really good flashcard. Nice. Super Nintendo is the best video game console of all time. How about the yeah. regular Nintendo? Regular Nintendo is... Uh, Otherwise known as the family computer in Japan. Mm-hmm. That's a fact, not a review. Oh. Facts are cool. 
Well, most reviews, if you read them, are just like telling you the story. The, 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 the Nintendo is every single video game console we owned until Microsoft came out with the Xbox. All right. <laughs> PSP. Yeah. The PSP is uh, just just not good enough. The PSP never fulfilled its promise of being uh, worn as a necklace, as seen in the uh, early promotional slides. That is true. <laughs> that's 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 true. That's uh, GBA. 100%. GBA. Yeah. Would have been is is like almost good enough, but it should have had a backlight on the original instead of on the the stupid SP was dumb. GBA is a Super Nintendo with, with uh, the sound chip gimped. Mm-hmm. The, the, the GBA is uh, how do I say this? <laughs> Would have been the best console ever if it had two more freaking buttons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, two more well, of them face buttons. The Sony PlayStation. A.K.A. PlayStation X, A.K.A. PlayStation One. The PlayStation is the new, uh, the new retro. I think. I think it's, uh, it's the new yeah. NES. The PlayStation is the new NES. You're about two years ahead of the world. That is true. I'm, I, I like being one step ahead. The big old, bri- the big old great brick Game Boy. Oh, the old Game Boy is yeah. the Tetris machine. I'm gonna say Game Boy. Have you played Tetris yet? Nice. <laughs> Nice. I have, to, I have a brick game in my living room with Tetris just permanently inside it. It's just like a. You should just super, you should super glue it. You should put some glue on the side. <laughs> Seal the deal. Yeah, you should keep it plugged in and on too. Yeah. <laughs> put a sticker okay, on so, that just says, "Please do not remove Tetris." Final <laughs> final answer for this is the Game Boy is the poor man's Game Boy Light. <laughs> the Game Boy Light was awesome. Yeah. I had one of those. What the DS? Yeah, the DS. Oh, like two Game Boys duct taped together. Yep. The, the Nintendo DS is home to uh, about as many weird Japanese RPGs as the Super Famicom. The yeah, there was that Wizard of Oz one, wasn't there? Yeah, I loved that game. I played the heck out of that. And finally, the PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2 is... Now, guys, make this count because all three of you are tied right now. So whoever has the best one is going to win this. PlayStation 2 is PlayStation Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> so, the, the PlayStation 2 is uh, the Super Nintendo for people who are too young to matter. <laughs> the PlayStation 2 is the last real video game console. I'm giving it to Tim. Tim's first victory on the podcast. Congratulations. Oh, man, that's great. Woo! I'm excited and ready. Oh, you got to make us some homework now. Did we not yeah. have homework? We, we had we homework, but it was on the Lost episode. Oh, okay. That was really cool, though. I freestyled <laughs> my homework, and yeah. my explanation sounded way better researched and thoroughly thought out than everybody else's, and it was just off the top of my head. Maybe one day the people at home will hear it, if they're lucky. We should do, like, a clip show of, like, the best answers. People should nominate. We should do one, like, every 20 episodes. We should do a clip show that's, like, 10 questions that people like. If 20 episodes is too often. Lost- Once a year. Every 52. Every, every 52, wow. How about every yeah. 50? Okay, 52 so is a solid year. Yeah, but we can do every every 50, we can do a... It should be like a clip show of 20. All right. I, I think you should keep the Lost show as like uh, the third Leisure Suit Larry game. 
where you <laughs> yeah. just constantly allude to it, but Third, no one... Fourth. Yeah, oh, it's number fourth? four. Yeah, Leisure oh. Suit Larry for the Lost Tapes. Uh, that's actually when, when I when I was, when I said on the email, um, when we were discussing whether to uh, continue the Lost episode or not, um, you may recall in the email I said that we should, as a joke, pretend like it happened and that sure. it came out, just keep alluding to it. Yeah. Um, I, that did come from Leisure Suit Larry 5, where, awesome. where they uh, constantly make reference to all the cool things that happened in Leisure Suit Larry 4, which d- doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You guys was have it been listening to like the missing floppies or something? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was called the missing floppies. Hey, uh, Patrick, way to interrupt my outro just as I was starting it. Seriously. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, we you can guys, continue this conversation later. You guys have been listening to the Insert Credit Podcast. Uh, what you can do is you can go on iTunes, you could leave us a comment or a review, uh, preferably both. You could send me some messages uh, requesting future topics or giving us your own responses in audio files of 60 seconds or less to podcast at insertcredit.com. Or you could join our brand spanking new Facebook group, facebook.com slash podcast. Meet other people, talk to us, have a great time. This has been the InterCredit Podcast. Times. I hope you had a lot of fun listening to it. Oh, my God. A lot of fun and a great time at the same time. <laughs> a lot of fun and a great time, yeah. Sure. A lot of great time fun. Yeah. <laughs> great time oh fun God. is uh, really one of my favorite types. Dear God, I am Alex Jaffe. I'm Tim Rogers, by the way. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm uh, not Patrick Miller. I'm Frank Cifaldi. <laughs> I am not Frank Cifaldi. I'm Patrick Miller. And this is podcasting. All right. Podcast over, yeah!